Hello everyone and welcome to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. In this episode, I talk about a highly anticipated game of mine, as well as for many other people, and that is Nucleum. This is a game by Simone Luciani and David Turksey, art by Andreas Resch, Piotr Sokolowski, and Zbigniew Umgelter. Published by Board and Dice, uh, this is for one to four players. Plays in about an hour to two hours or so, and it's weighted at a 3.88 out of 5. This game currently has a rating of 8.3, an average rating, and overall it's, it's just below 8,000. Uh, it most likely will climb as this game is being released later this year. Now, I first heard about this game about a year ago. I, I want to say it was on a podcast or some form on BoardGameGeek about a game of these famed designers, Luciani and Turksy, where they were planning this game that was basically Barrage meets Brass, two very high-rated uh, games, which are both in the top 100, Brass, Birmingham being the number one game of all time. And I really enjoyed both of those games, and so this had a lot of uh, you know, excitement on my end, to hear more about this, and I know that people had teased about playing this at certain gatherings before more information and details could be shared about this game, but we finally had word of it uh, through, uh, you know, around Gen Con or, or right after, knowing that this game would be available for purchase around uh, Spiel Time, which will be happening in a month, and so, you know, if I were to make my top 10 anticipated spiel list games. This would be very much near the top of it. So to spoil that, I maybe I'll, I'll mention it later on in that episode when I do a deeper dive into the games that are coming out around that time. But in the meantime, uh, I was able to, since there was a lot of hype around this game and it being available online to demo, I decided to give it a shot while I could and give you my first impressions on this game and how well it fits into the uh, the predecessors that have inspired this game and what makes it unique and how replayable and excited I am to retry it again, perhaps later on when this game becomes more widely available and uh, if I would purchase it or not. So as a quick overview, Nucleum is a game where thematically in a in an alternate universe, I, I suppose, uh, you know, about a hundred years ago or so, uh, nuclear nuclear energy had has been discovered and is being used to power uh, nearby cities in Europe. And in this game, you take actions via action tiles, which also serve as railroad tracks that you place onto the board to connect cities with. And I'll get into all of the connections to these, you know, uh, some of these games that have inspired this one. But you're you're going through and you're playing these action tiles to do various things, such as moving up an income track, uh, three different income tracks that you have on your personal board, uh, doing actions like uh, paying resources to build buildings onto the main shared board, uh, energize them, basically activating them and moving resources from different areas on the board to those linked cities to gain victory points and different bonuses and resources. And you're doing so 
uh, while uh, you know placing these action tiles, placing these links as well, using those same action tiles, and hopefully achieving milestones along the way. And each of these milestones, uh, you know, there's a certain threshold for when they are met. They that threshold is logged, and depending on player count, if you reach uh, a certain number of milestones, believe in the two-player, it's three or four then you finish the game and count up end game points. Whoever has the most wins. So obviously this game comes from and is inspired by Barrage Brass. And I will add another game, which I believe has been stated by the designers, which is Concordia. And the way that each of these games, I feel, has inspired this game include the following. So starting with Concordia, the whole concept of having a hand of tiles like you do in Concordia with cards. Uh, you play them onto the board and activate them based on the actions that are uh, written on them. And after you have done so and you can't go any further with any other actions that you have, you can recharge in this game. Or in other words, you pick up your action tiles again, place them back into your hand, and uh, continue moving forward and you can you know, activate some bonuses and, and things like that. Uh, there is a pile of action tiles that you can purchase from like you do in the market row of cards in Concordia. And so there's an, a small element of deck, a deck uh, building or action uh, building, tile building uh, that you would see in other you know, deck builders like Concordia or other ones that are out there as well in a, in a small fashion, basically. You're, and, that, and that's the main route of how you take actions. The portion that reminds me of Barrage include a couple of tiles of contracts that you have available to uh, bring onto your board and pursue. You also have public shared contracts as well that you can achieve during the game that are worth a lot of points or require a lot of resources to do so. And this is very reminiscent of Barrage with the contract uh, space on the worker placement board that you can purchase contracts from, which incentivize you to uh, gain enough energy to activate them for bonuses. Uh, in addition t to that, Barrage also has an element of steady progression to uh, and, and excellency, I, I suppose is the word for it, as you uh, energize more and, and build out onto the map more and, and you know move up your income tracks you gain achievement tiles basically by doing these things and energizing and and industrializing etc and at the end of the turn when you recharge you can turn in these act, uh, achievement points to place uh, a token of yours onto this achievement track basically and uh, the incentive is to gain more and more achievement tiles the longer you play and therefore, when you do recharge, uh, especially after having played more tiles uh, that have become available to you, you can turn them in for a higher, higher, um, and higher uh, achievement uh, point level, uh, which un unlocks you know different ways to um, place nucleum onto the board, which is a resource. We'll talk about that in the brass section, but uh, it gives you certain bonuses as well, and that's very reminiscent of the barrage system where. You're trying to build out on the map a an engine, as as it were, of 
ways to score enough energy as you turn water into energy and to move yourself up this energy track in order to keep up with the ways to score points per round and not avoid and, and avoid uh, getting negative points by not producing enough energy so in addition to that and then finally brass uh, I, f- I feel like most of this game is inspired by brass because of the look and the way that the main inner uh, main board interacts you are placing buildings and tracks onto a board that you can you know form networks with and you're networking with other places and cities that other opponents have built into as well and then finally making connections to the outer edges of the board which offer resources such as coal and nucleum to be able to power and energize your buildings and flip them over to gain points and then these buildings that you're playing as well um, come in a few different flavors three different flavors resident you know residential buildings uh, laboratories etc and they uh, are formed in a column and are better and better as you move down this column and that is very reminiscent of like developing uh, stronger buildings in brass and uh, yeah you know in addition to the theme I think the theme is closest to brass but there's a little bit of a kind of an alternate steampunk type of flavor to it as you would find in barrage and yeah so I think that's those are most of the connections there. I will say that I will add Scythe as a as a comparative game in the fact that you have milestones that you're achieving. There are multiple different milestones. I want to say there's like five or six of them in total. And so by any combination of these being achieved during a game, depending on player count, is how the game ends. And so there could be different uh, methods of triggering the end of the game per, you know, game to game. So I thought that was interesting as well. What makes this game unique, I feel, is the decision that you have using your action tiles. Each action tile has two actions that you can play on them, usually, and you take both of them if you do play them down. Or you can play them down onto the board to serve as a track, and you, based off of the colors that are on these action tiles, if they match the colors of the cities that they are linked to, then, or another track that they're linked to, then you can take up to two actions, but sometimes it's only one or zero, depending on where and uh, why you place them. And you get points for doing so as well, but that the way that you lay tracks is different because uh, in brass, it's, it's one of the main actions for discarding cards from your hand to do so. Um, well, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of similar here. You're, you're discarding and placing down a... You know, a track onto the board permanently and, and losing it from your hand uh, to be able to do so. I forgot to mention that, you know, you, you do have workers in this game. There's no worker placement like you would find in Barrage, but the workers are dispensable and often, like in Barrage, you know, you, you kind of uh, uh, give them up and, and uh, commit them to building up dams and, and uh, power plants, etc for a certain amount of time. <clears throat> and so you're constantly trying to purchase more workers to be more flexible about what you can build. And a similar situation is found in Nucleum, where you're using these workers and permanently using them to stake claims to uh, connected tiles that you're using. <clears throat> and then you have to find ways to get more of those workers, and that's through income and other ways as well. <clears throat> 
So, but anyway, I really like the decision and tension that involves which tiles to place, when to use them as action tiles, and when to use them as tracks and to flip them over and lose them permanently. Uh, you have a lot of decisions to make, whether to purchase new action tiles to formulate a strategy, and when to recharge as well, and when to bring them back up and, and gain some income. That is also very important because you want to maximize the amount of actions that you take to get more achievement tiles to be able to place it higher and higher on the achievement track, activating more nucleum and, and potentially helping your board state, but also to avoid uh, you know, losing out on some points there. Uh, there is a little bit of uh, an element of intermediate scoring that you might see in games such as, I, I want to say it's similar to other Luciani games like Grand Austria Hotel, where there there is a little bit of a, uh, and Lorenzo Il Magnifico as well, where there's some um, mid intermediate mid-game scoring uh, based off of, you know, making achievements. And, and so, you know, that, that offers a little bit of pursuit as well to different strategies. Uh, but I, I think the things that are, okay about this game in addition to like I, I think it, it brings in a lot of the great things about Barrage and Brass and Concordia things that make those games really work and the mechanisms uh, being m- uh, married here and, and, and connected here make it for a very uh, fluent game um, it's very uh, straight f- I mean if you've played all three of these games learning this game is you do have an advantage of, of knowing some of these mechanisms and how they work, and it just comes together in a really neat way, and, uh, you know, it feels awesome. You know, it, it feels like you're coming back to a second version of Brass or a second version of, of Brass mixed with Barrage, you know, basically is how I feel about this game. The things that I, I feel like are okay about it, when I compare it to Brass, you know, and, and that's the question that I ask myself is, you know, if you own Brass, if you own Barrage, would you want to play this game first? And second, would you want to own it? Um, I think, I think there's enough uniqueness in this game that it feels different from both of those. And it, you know, it's just an alternate flavor of both of those games. But I think, you know, I, I think I enjoy Brass. I, I would enjoy Brass more than Barrage because to me, Brass is more of a chess-like game where the board state is pretty much static the whole time. The strategies as well are pretty static as well. There's, I, I feel like a, a good overall strategy that everyone needs to pursue. And of course, in every episode, I have to talk about Agricola as, as my favorite game. And in that game, it, there's a similar vibe to it as well. To do well in Agricola, you do. there is a little bit of scripted work that kind of uh, follows the the turn of events in the game where you you know for example getting family members quick you know and and building a food engine early uh, are very key elements to success in the game and then just farming in general filling out your tableau with fields and pastures and animals for breeding you know is essential to getting a nice base score in that game in brass there is a very similar vibe to it as well. I've reviewed Brass after 10 10 plays in a past episode, and that is Brass Lancashire, or the the very first Brass that was released uh, many years ago, but uh, which is re-implemented by Brass Birmingham. 
uh, in that game, I feel like, especially in the original Brass, it's there's very low uh, input randomness. The only randomness at the start of the game is what cards you're dealt with. And so you kind of evolve a strategy based off of that and what other opponents have as well and what you draw into. There aren't any contracts that have you know different piles that are tactical in nature as they as you start to uh, you know draw them during the game and different options are available to you each turn. The action tiles as well, you know, similar to Concordia. Uh, there's a lot of in-game randomness that comes based off of those contracts that it feels more like a Euro game, a modern Euro game, where a lot of these games do include some sort of variability due to different contracts, in-game objectives, tiles, cards, you name it, during the game. And that's fine, but I feel like it takes away from the chess-like nature that Brass boasts. It makes it different, of course. Nucleum needs to be a different game. So it's kind of taking that idea and modernizing it with more Euro-style mechanisms, in my opinion, with very uh, variable objectives and tiles made uh, present and and uh, you know able to be purchased throughout the game that are that make and the way that they come out is different every game basically you can argue that that's pretty much the same thing as drawing different hand cards you know cards to your hand in brass but uh, in in this game in addition to the action tiles you do have objectives too and and i wonder about the strategy of this game as well Whereas in Brass, I feel like, once again, there's an overarching strategy of, on how to pursue that game. There are multiple articles on BoardGameGeek that talk about, well, you know, in, in the first half of the, the game, you have to, you know, not focus on building canals, let other people do it as often, and then just focus on, you know, getting coal out or, or iron, etc. And then you kind of flip it, basically, during the railway stage. Uh, that is... I'm, I'm probably speaking more accurately in the past episode. It's been a while since I've really dived into brass, which I need to do. <laughs> but in this game, I wonder how much of this game strategically is driven by the objectives that you have. I think they serve as a great learning tool to focus on so you don't feel as lost, especially as you play the game for the first time and the first couple of times. But in the end, are those objective tiles worth a lot of focus and guidance to getting high scores versus, you know, some sort of overarching strategy that works really well, especially in the vein or in the, um, the fact that you have a map that is static pretty much the whole time. There are little bits of randomness on what spots may be covered up and that you can't use, similar to Barrage, actually, with the uh, map set up at the beginning of the game. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder if, if how much weight those contracts will provide. And my guess is that they, while important and beneficial, they may not be the overarching strat- strategic drive to this game, as it is in some other games. Uh, because of the different milestones that you can achieve, you don't have to get through that objective deck to finish the game you can do other things as well and maybe that's how the game will evolve and how you know if this game becomes more widely available say digitally and people start to accumulate stats and reps uh, which often are faster and more uh, community driven you know on a setting like board game arena then perhaps you know uh, overarching strategies will will ensue and then counter strategies to that as well 
as I believe there are with brass and brass Birmingham. Birmingham. And so I, I feel like for me at my first play and my first impression is that, yeah, you know, there, there may be some, uh, you know, guidance with the contracts and that initially is a turnoff for me because I feel like if you do have a contract heavy game uh, for the, you know, in for the majority, there are exceptions out there as well, I think, but uh, that they dictate too much of what your strategy is in the game and so my, my strategy, rather than coming up with this big picture plan of how to, you know, approach this game is more uh, focused on just trying to, uh, you know, achieve objectives during the middle of the game. And so I, I feel like a little bit of the agency is taken from that because if you have a contract and that's the best pursuit of your, your actions, you're basically just finding efficiencies to fulfill that action. And it feels a little scripted. And once again, that may be hypothetical coming from me who enjoys a scripted game like Agricola, but uh, I, I, I do feel like it's different uh, based, these two games are, are different, uh, or at least games like Agricola versus games that include a lot of contracts feel different to me, but that's just me. And that's probably just from the first play. This game is very deep, I think. I think it offers a lot of replayability and enough uniqueness in the way that you choose actions compared to Brass and Barrage, that it makes it uh, feel unique and fun and probably worthy at least of playing it once if you do really enjoy Brass and and uh, and Barrage. I I want to say that this game is slightly less complex than, than, say, Barrage is because of the worker placement and all of the promos and, and things like that, that that have come and expansions that have come to Barrage. And right now, I, I know there are a few promo items out there for Nucleum, but it, I mean, even though it's rated at a 3.88, uh, I, I think maybe knowing how to play Barrage and Brass have made this game feel a little bit easier and more approachable to, to learn and play at first. But uh, time will tell on how much of a skill ceiling is included in this game. And I'm sure there is, because this game it feels like there there would be a lot of good strategy in this game and i would put it up there you know with other competitive tournament worthy games with high skill ceilings such as agricola terra mystica gaia project and brass etc so i'm really excited to continue playing this if this game were available on board game arena i know that i would want to get this game played to 10 plays at least and most likely further I, I, I have a feeling that this game is, is very special and is going to tick a lot of the boxes off of, you know, modern board gamers who really enjoy some of these high-rated games. And I don't think it's going to live in the shadow of, of its predecessors. I think it's going to stand on its own and do pretty well. So those are my first impressions of uh, Nucleum. I, and as, as a final note, I did not play the solo mode of this and hope to do so in the future, and that'll be a part of, uh, you know, if I do get this game played to 10 uh, repetitions, that that should include the solo mode as well. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's not too complex, and that it's somewhat straightforward. I know Turksy has a tendency to do that, which offer really engaging AI uh, players, but, you know, uh, it, it does take a lot of brain power to, to use, and so... I don't know, but this game is really good, and I really look forward to playing this more. So those are my first impressions. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day, and hope you schedule an appointment with your board gaming doctor real soon.
Take care.